I'm just saying, the way that Georgia football is happening right now, they're going to lose this weekend. This is happening. Like, I, you heard it here first. Charleston Southern is taking Georgia down this weekend. Probably not nothing. <laughs> I missed the, missed the post. What's up? Everybody, this is Scott Duvall. You're listening to episode 293 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. We're doing this live. We're doing this live. Uh, I'm joined. I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller. And yeah, we're going to talk about the Charleston. Let me get rid of this. We're going to talk about the Charleston Southern Georgia football game this weekend. And uh, you know, maybe Will was serious in he his was cold not. open. He was on. He was But not. you're going to have just... to listen to the episode to and and you know before we begin. Uh, I'd like to thank our podcast sponsor, uh, El Barrio, the Pine Bar, and The, the Root. Root. Uh, they're all located in beautiful Tour Five Points in Athens, Georgia. So make sure when you do go by there, uh, tell them that Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast sent you, and make sure to get the fried chicken samita if you go to El Barrio. Now, chimichanga. Without, chimichanga. without any further delay, here's Will to get us all started. That was pretty bad. No so pressure. one of the fun no things pressure. about we we're, we're taping this on Wednesday. Some of you have actually probably gotten used to getting the podcast on like almost Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is later this week, and so to make it easier for Scott, we mm-hmm. decided to do the thing live. So he was like, "Hey, come over with like a cold open, like a good hot take." So my hot take is that Georgia is losing this week. It's all falling apart. I hope you're enjoying your football team. I hope you're enjoying that number one football team that you've got going on right now. I mean, it was about to all fall apart this week. It wasn't quite a helicopter uh, crashing into Cook General. Uh, yeah, it's not the Yes, yes. Um, but uh, obviously, I don't. Disagree. Was it Cook General? Whatever it was. Yeah, uh, uh, Cook, Chicago, Chicago, whatever. Chicago Mercy. No, that's a uh, different show. Yes, uh, one way or the other. Uh, just to be clear, we're, we're going to get into the game a little bit on this show. Yeah. But I, They're the Buccaneers. I do feel comfortable. Uh, f- I feel comfortable that Georgia, even if they have a look ahead uh, Sunday, Saturday, mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to be okay. So, okay, I think this is worth framing in two ways. And, and I hope this is not hubris. I do not believe it is. Although we probably should talk about Samford and all the points they scored against Florida. <laughs> we will. I That's think we point. should. That's we should, that point. should come up a time or two. There are two things I think that we should talk about. First off, uh, one, do we think Georgia's going to cover? What's the spread? Like 48 or 49. The second is, will Charleston Southern score points? Mm. Uh, And the reason I say that is, for the first time ever, uh, the SP Plus prediction had a number lower than, I think I've seen as low as two before, one. They had Charleston Southern for one point. I feel comfortable predicting that's not going to happen. I don't think they're going to score one. one. Yeah. Two? On the table. I'd like to, you know, last week Old Dominion at one point had four points. They scored. They scored two points four different ways, um, <laughs> which is really impressive, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, Old they Dominion. had a they had a safety. Okay. They had a two point conversion. Two point conversion. Okay. They returned a two point block two point conversion. Wow. And I think they had, oh they had two two point conversions. Yeah. yeah. It was four to three at one time. It was uh, <laughs> it was absolutely a sickos committee uh, score for <laughs> right. a long time. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, obviously this is a, a couple of things just to kind of get you prepared for this podcast. Previewing the Charleston Southern game seems a little bit silly. I wonder if like, uh, and also Tony is leaving us for a while. Mm. I'm know, the worst. On a boat. Just the worst. A boat. So I wonder if there's value in making the general thrust of this conversation being like, holy shit, Georgia. Sorry, holy poop. Uh, Georgia fine. is. We're going to let it. We're going to leave it in. Uh, is 10-0. 
and uh, this is it, guys. We're not going to uh, cuss like Chuck Peterson. This but. is it. Exactly. Clearly, <laughs> we joked about like how, listen, I felt like, we talked about this in the post-game show, as someone that was a little bit of careful, careful going into Tennessee, I found that pretty definitive. I found it definitive yeah. in a way that, and I wouldn't say answered questions because it's not like, but they hadn't faced an offense like that. Right. And they really did get punched in the face on that first drive. We yeah. have not seen that happen mm-hmm. all year. We have not. We have not seen a single team drive the way it was, as you mentioned on the, on the postgame show, Tony, clearly a scripted drive. But like, and it worked. And it totally yeah. worked. It could have been over in one play. And it was, it was something to see. Like, listen, I don't think another team's going to be able to do that on a regular basis. Tennessee clearly was not able to. It was weird, I have to say. I think it should be reflected on a little bit how kind of weird it was to watch Georgia's defense get charged on. It it stopped immediately, and I think that told us something about Georgia, and I think just the general definitiveness of that win was a major thing. But I I, I wonder, you know, we've talked about a little bit like, like how's Georgia going to handle if they get punched in the face? I do not, would not classify that as a punch in the face because they clearly kind of stopped them. But that's something we've not seen. We've not seen that happen. Uh, well, we joked on the post game show that like, oh, the, the defense is self aware and they are evolving. But is. like, if that's what's going to happen, like, it, it was, I of all the wins they've had this year. This felt the most to me that like, okay, they may be capable of anything. Sure. This answered some questions both on defense and frankly Stetson. I think answered a lot of questions this week that I think are uh, not that every pass is perfect because it wasn't. But you've heard the whole argument like he gives the offense a dimension that they didn't have. This to me was the most definitive example of that. And I agree. You wonder... uh Thinking back to how dominant they've been, is it just the fact that we're out-athleting everybody? But what it showed me on Saturday was that Smart and Coach Lanning did make adjustments because that whole hitch or tunnel screen thing they were running and gashing us with, it went away. And I was watching them after that first drive, even the second drive. I'm like, are they going to take this away or not? And they absolutely did. So it was heartening to me to see, hey, not only can we out-athlete these guys, we can out-scheme them in-game. And that's what's impressive. The big joke of that, remember the Florida game last year when it was like the wheel out? And it was like, and and it was like Florida was so completely destroyed by Georgia that we didn't have to ask about the wheel route. But the worry was the wheel route was not like, oh, Florida has this incredible wheel route. Right. It was, can you adjust? Mm-hmm. They clearly adjusted. Yeah, yeah. I think the the thing, I'm glad you brought up the coaching because uh, I, I've seen some commentators just like, well, it's just athletes. Wait till they play some of the equal athletes. Sure. I think, I think you can say that every year about every team that is in the conversation for the national championship. Um, but, and this is a very important but, is that all I, Kirby Smart's pulling all the right levers. Dan Lanning's pulling all the right levers. Jeff Munkin got it right that time. No, is no, pulling all the right. I didn't. No. Todd Munkin. You're it's so the into double the consonants. Yeah. It's the double consonants at the end of the first line. I feel like it was irresponsible oh, right. of the Munkin. The Munkin clan. Uh, there this, should be a Bruce and a Todd yes. or a Jeff and a Frank. A Jeremy you and can't a have Bob. Two Maybe he's really Todrick. You can call Todrick. him Todrick Munkin. <laughs> J- Jod. Um, which one is it? Todd. It's Todd. Okay. It's yeah. Todd. Todd. Damn it, Todd. I like how you're so certain. Like, I got it right. <laughs> no, you did not. So Todd Munkin's <laughs> pulling all the right levers, unlike me calling his name. Um, you, 
You brought up a very interesting point, uh, and this is something I alluded to at the post-game podcast, but I really want to reiterate. It was interesting to see the soul-robbing drive happen mm, at the end yeah. of the second quarter. Because if you're Tennessee, right, you brought this up. It's like it's 17-10. We're hanging we in. We pinned Georgia inside, inside the 20. They're on their own 10-yard line. Yeah. There's three minutes left. We might get the ball back. And then we come out, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Six straight pass plays that culminates with a 28-yard, 26-yard touchdown pass to James Beautiful. Cook. That was probably the, the prettiest thrown ball that Stetson Bennett has had. Let me tell you something. We can debate whether Stetson can throw the deep pass. We can debate whether or not he's got the right touch to go over the middle. But if he is throwing a corner route or fade route in the 20 to 35-yard range, yeah. he is damn money. And Jeff, Todd, God, Todd Munkin knows that. And while many other, um, while many other defensive coordinators know that, can't do a whole lot about it because you also have to defend for the possibility of the run. You also have to defend for the possibility of Vlad McConkey. You also have to defend for the possibility of one of our tight ends. Oh, by the way, Stetson might just tuck the ball and run, Absolutely. which he did. He had a rushing touchdown. That was the thing that to the, the point that listen, I've let's be honest, I've been kind of a Stetson skeptic. No, for you've been Team Stetson all a year now, mm-hmm. and not to say that he's a bad quarterback. I would take him over, frankly, a lot of the quarterbacks. Now, see, the question about Stetson is not whether he's a good quarterback. The question has always been, and I would argue, still potentially remains, is in the biggest moments, which are frankly as <clears throat> much as we enjoy this win, is not a game at Tennessee. In the biggest moments, is Nick Saban looking at Stetson Bennett and being like, "Yeah, I can, I can, I can, I can get him." Like that's the question. That's really what this is all about. The reason people were let's like listen. I didn't hear the booze when Stetson came in that everyone that Jeff Schultz yeah. claimed was happening. But like the idea that they could have happened was not shocking. Like oh no! It's not a, beyond the pale. A huge of skepticism, a lot of skepticism about him, and it was specifically because of that game. It's worth noting that game has not been repeated yet. <laughs> the game has not been repeated yet, and we will see. But like, to me, what Bennett did in this game sold me more. I remember I was a skeptic of Fromm over Eason for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm generally the give you me the, the five, five star guy. Yeah. Give me the five star guy. Not everywhere, but at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Generally, I want the five star guy. And and eventually, from you got the Fromm boner, and it happened. Yeah. Bennett, there's still a little part of me that's not sure just because I remember that Alabama game. But I don't know how you can do more than he's doing right now. And not every pass is perfect because he's a human being. Not every throw is perfect all the time. He's not a five-star recruit. Yeah, because five-star recruits have never thrown interceptions. Nope. I've never they seen never, one do it. never do that. Um, but I, I'm becoming more persuaded by the fact that like Daniels is not running for those first downs. Daniels is not no, no chance in there. He's and, throwing that ball away. Yeah, and clearly Munkin likes that part of the game. You know, it's interesting. Uh, Gary Danielson actually pointed that out um, during the game. I went back and rewatched some of the plays on the, um, one of the touchdowns. I'm trying to remember what it was. It doesn't really matter when it was. One of the touchdowns uh, they were talking about stats and it's like, hey, you know, um, maybe it was a missed pass, whatever. And they were like, he, Gary Daniels was like, no, Georgia never would have gotten to that point. Remember, Stetson scrambled for 13 yards in the first down the prior prior part of the drive. That ball would have been thrown away or taken for a sack if JT Daniels in there. We'd never get to that point. And I, I, um, 
it's interesting to me as we as we look at the evolution of this season. Um, well, you had Georgia lose in one game. I know I had Georgia lose in one game. Scott's never picked Georgia lose a game. So, you know. And they never have. And they never have. <laughs> we're sitting at 10-0 and 0 with – uh, a game that Bill Conley's SP plus numbers have us winning forty eight to one, and a Georgia Tech game where that's a score got me by the way that that would be a score got me, <laughs> uh, and a Georgia Tech game where we're still not sure Jeff Collins, I, I call him Jeff, uh, yeah. Jeff Collins is going to survive the season. It's Don Collins, which is a very good drink. Uh, Tom. I'm Collins. pretty sure it's Todd. I'm um, pretty sure it's Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Collins. <laughs> oh shit! I'm gonna mess all this up. So, um, so you know, we we are looking. We're not just staring twelve and zero in the face, guys. It's happening. We haven't even yeah. we we haven't even blinked. There's no. I'm not pouring sweat over being number one the team in the nation no. now for six weeks. Uh, Kirby addressed that this week. He's like, "Yeah, it was some noise the first week, but yeah. it's just yeah. we are we are we, we're we're playing to our standard. We don't care yeah. about the numbers, which is the right thing to say. Uh, also, um, it's super weird to be in this situation, like where we we are we are talking we're doing a podcast about Georgia football." Where Georgia is currently ten and zero for the first time since nineteen eighty two, number one in the nation now for six weeks, where we are beyond reasonably confident that we're going to go to twelve and zero and go to the SEC championship game, where we are mostly confident that even if we lose SEC championship game, we're playing in the college football playoff, and it none of that feels weird. No, it doesn't even it feels it doesn't no it does not feel weird it. It feels well, it feels special. It doesn't feel like, oh my god, guys, what are we doing? Yeah. It's just like, hey, we're talking about Georgia football, yeah. and this is the thing we are. And it, I feel obliged to remind everyone they did not win the SEC East last year. Nope. Like I think that like there is this. This is the standard, right? Uh, this uh, that's the, that's what's been said. Can we talk about the uh, the halftime rant? Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's probably time to talk Let's. about the halftime rant. Because, you know, I, and I will confess, one of the many, 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 many reasons that I am not a college football coach is that's not my style, right? That would not be uh, – I would, I would come up with all sorts of uh, uh, literary illusions that would inspire them to stand up on their desks and applaud <laughs> me uh, for, my, uh, for, for, uh, for, for inspiring their better selves. More metaphors, fewer yeah. colorful metaphors. But uh, uh, I'm curious. What on one hand, obviously, I'm always very excited about that. It was very cool. I, I got inspired. Like I wouldn't say I got inspired by it because I, I don't need to. I don't. I don't. I don't need all that uh, French. You know, I don't. I don't need. To, forgive my French, but I don't need that sort of the sort of the faulty language. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a good Midwestern boy. Uh, but certainly, uh, I loved the way that the fan base reacted to it. Yeah, and it's funny because it's different. I remember when Mike Schelt from the Cardinals had his big rant about this. It was recorded by Randy Rosarina, who got traded a month later, and that won the Rookie of the Year. It was it was actually considered somewhat controversial because the idea was like, "Oh, what kind of coach or manager would allow that thing to be leaked out?" And that's always been a thing in sports: the idea that like someone recording is like a betrayal or is like a thing. But it's funny because it feels like the program is in such a good spot right now that you're like. Oh, he probably leaked it. <laughs> I, I, have, I have two thoughts about that. But first, I'm going to do Scott. What was your reaction to that? Because he and I had exactly the same reaction. What was your reaction of, of the the, to the rant? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. What, did, what was the word you said to me? 
I don't remember. That's my coach. Oh yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. my coach. Well, yeah, that well, you know, I stole that from. Uh, I played it for my boys because uh-huh. you know, I mean, they they hear the language. You know, I, I'm like, hey, you can hear it, just don't say it. And I, they were. I, and they, kind hold of on, they, hold on, hold on. I've met Trevor. Okay. <laughs> no, but they uh, certainly met Kristen. But but you could see they didn't come out and say that's my coach, but they were kind of like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I'd yeah, play yeah. for them. Yeah, I'd play. I'd play for him. So. I, I don't I have no direct information on this. This is uh this is, I think or I believe. I believe he knew it was being recorded and I believe he was okay with being released. I could not agree more. So I could not agree I, more. I'm not saying that's good or bad. Um I, I clearly think there is some value to that. Uh because think about what Dan Mullen's not doing during season. What is he doing? What is how is this gonna resonate with seventeen, eighteen year old recruits? Always B crude. <laughs> a, B, that is exactly what it's about. You know who's not getting steak knives? Dan Mullen. Yeah. Uh, there's no coffee for Dan Mullen. I'm getting there. Almost there. You're there. God. You're there. You're there. Todd Baldwin. Yeah. Damn it. Um, so yeah, like like listen, Kirby Smart is not recruiting me to be on the team because I would probably not respond to that because I'm not like a big badass 18 year old football player. No, and I wouldn't have responded to, to it either. Right, right? but 53 yeah. year old Tony is like. Okay. Yeah, yeah let's go. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't like to fight, but I will. Let's do yeah, it. Right. It's and I think you're right. I think that it is telling that that was universally accepted as a like think think about like again, we've talked before about how national media gets on Kirby and how there's like and then and how there there's been a because he's not always been as forthright with the media or as friendly with the media that like they've been waiting there for him to fail this year we'll see what happens with this year but at a certain level the success of what they're doing this year is impossible for anyone to deny you cannot be i don't like you don't see kirby smart skeptics right now maybe they'll come out oh dan walken's still out there (laughs) but like you don't see it now you don't see it now and that's the sort of thing that a year ago if i would have come out or two years ago even he'd get drilled for it and and that's exactly what i was saying but that's why i think it's you can only do that if you're having the season you're having right now right you could have lost to uh you tennessee i guess have been released uh after losing to tennessee that would have been weird although If he approved for it to be released and Georgia loses to Tennessee, that that yeah. video, that audio never sees the light of day, right? Um, in the same way, I'm convinced the the audio that was released in Texas that yeah, was, right. I'm not 100 percent certain that wasn't that wasn't released on purpose, right? Um, and the fact that it was Florida, the fact yeah. that it was the Florida yeah. game adds an he extra level. He played in it. He never beat them. I don't yeah. think. Yeah. No, he beat them once yeah. in '97. Yeah. And also that Mullen is not the kind of guy that would give us well, it's almost like, like he senses yeah. weakness he's, yeah. he's pulling ropes i mean yeah. think about it he might maybe that piece of audio flips one guy that's committed to the the gators one five star i mean he he senses weakness and he's, yeah. he's he's going at it right now oh yeah he is absolutely yeah yeah he's the guy that's figured out the tell and he is playing right into yeah. the tell i mean it's no why doubt. florida's got a fireball in like I, I don't see how you can. <laughs> i know i know i know i know i know well, I got I got one more question. Yeah, go ahead. I think I asked you this before before we got here. The hour before we got. Yeah, I'm sorry, I was late today. <laughs> I was late. Today. I'm sorry, <laughs> we're sitting around. Um, but what other coach? What other college coach? Maybe even NFL coach would have the clearance with his players uh, buying into that to be able to do that. I mean, maybe Saban. But I think the fact that Kirby played and was a hard nosed free safety, and then his his earned his stripes by. Uh, the pedigree from where who he's coached with, I can't really think of many other coaches right now. Currently, you, I can't see. I mean, I can see Brian Kelly doing it and saying that because that's kind of like how he. But I can't see the the players 
being like, yeah, let's run through a wall because they're like, oh, there he goes again. Well, also, like, Kirby's feeling himself right now. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, he's to the no. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. to the no. Wait, nobody else to the no except for Cincinnati, who is somehow still in fifth. Yeah, but that's Luke all Fickle's not saying Yeah, that. and like... Maybe. I, I don't know. I, Maybe it is. This is... It doesn't... Like, we'll see if they win a championship or not. Right. But it doesn't get better than it is right now. Correct. Like, Like, all enemies... Like, we'll see if they beat Alabama. But at a certain level, there are questions about every single team in football right now. Except one. Except for Georgia. This is the time where you do this. This is the time where like... Because listen, they they may lose to Alabama. They may lose to Oregon. Cincinnati, Ohio State. Who knows? Like a bunch of weird stuff's going to happen. But right now, at this precise moment, everyone in college football has got a problem. And Georgia doesn't. This is the time you roll with it. Yeah, and I'm not certain that the things he said and there aren't standard <sighs> halftime fodder. I, I guess is the right way of putting it. Um, I, I'm I'm just not convinced. It's not having never sat in a halftime in a college football yeah. locker room at halftime of a big football game. Um, that didn't strike me as you know any different than um, any different than you know any other rah rah speech. It's just. Um, whether you like it or not, that's Kirby's love language, the, yeah. the colorful language, um, and and I think that is is kind of how how he how he approaches things. Uh, a good example is, uh, or not a good example is, um, if if you ever go by the practice field, uh, you, you, your kids will learn some language, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he is he is constantly uh, he's on the bullhorn and he is constantly coming up with with new derivatives to use the effort, and um, <laughs> which is fine. I, I'm glad you brought up the. Coaching changes because there have been some interesting coaching developments. I think it's as good a time as any to yeah. talk about. Although we are by no means we are we connected or anything like that. Do we do we are we actually going to do a Charleston Southern preview? Well, I, th- we I think there's two things you want to know about. Charleston yeah, well, Southern. I want to know what what we should be looking for. Yeah. And what I mean, how many guys are going to play all of them? Um, how many well, quarterbacks? They will, are they play? will definitely have eleven people in the field at the time. Um, so I, I think if I had to guess, quarterback wise, Stetson will start. Uh, you will see two quarters of JT, and you'll see a quarter of back and or um, uh, probably both uh, both back. Has Vander played yet? Vander he has yeah, not. He, no, he has. He has took he, a couple oh, snaps. Oh, he took a couple snaps in UAB, I which think. means he's got he's got games to burn. Right. Yeah, right it right. would not surprise me in the least if we see a full quarter of yeah. back or Vander. It wouldn't surprise me, frankly, if we see more than a quarter of yeah. one or the other. Um, defensively. I think you get a series or two out of the starters. Yeah. Uh, if things go the way I think they'll go, um, it will be, if not three and out, certainly you know clamp down pretty fast, um, and get them out. Like let a, a lot of second and third team guys get a lot of reps, um, and uh, you know it being. This will be a game. I would be very surprised if this is a game. So I'm, I'm going to be sitting with any luck. I'll I'll do my test and get on the boat by noon, and I'll be streaming the game on SEC Plus. Um, and you know, with any luck, by the time we pull out a port or whatever time that is, that I've already turned that turned off whatever feed it is I'm watching yeah, because we're so big, right? right, right. And, and I'll I'll have called it a day. Uh, if you're in the stadium with any luck by halftime. You will feel perfectly comfortable in leaving. Don't do that. Uh, do not leave. It's uh, this is the last home game. It's a beautiful thing. We it's going to do. be. It's going to be mid September until you get another. That's home right. Game. Yep, mid September. That's right. 
Um, and I looked up Charleston Southern's four and five, so it's not like they're you know a nine and one FCS. Yeah, they're, they're scoring points. They're scoring points, but the, they've lost to a couple of teams. They're just like, huh? Like the, I think the only uh, Division One team they played East Carolina. Yeah, they lost by three to East Carolina. Yeah, and that's but East Carolina, and that was early in the season too. So you know, East Carolina's gotten their crap together a little bit. Um, they scored a lot of points against Garner Webb, if I remember. Um, beat them thirty-two twenty-four in overtime. In overtime, they, they, they beat, scored fifty-something points against. Somebody. They lost to North Alabama. No, I'm thinking South Alabama. North Alabama. Who are they? Yeah, well, so, the other side of the state. The South other Alabama. side. Yeah, that's it. Um, but you know, listen, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to downplay. I just didn't do any prep for Charleston. There's no Southern. reason. There's, there's no not. Reason to there's there's no not. Reason. Right. They're the Buccaneers. What you need to know is they they play in Charleston and they're Southern. Yeah. Um, so I do have some stuff on them. Later. Yeah, you yeah. should definitely talk about that. <laughs> but but this yeah, is more a state from, of from, state yeah, of the team. From from an analysis standpoint, um, I go back to my original thing. The two questions I have: is, Will Georgia cover? Um, I, I think I think they probably do. Uh, and the second is: Do we hold them scoreless? And I think we don't. I don't think we do just because it's look, – look, holding a team scoreless in college is a super – I know we've done it twice to two SEC teams. Um, but I don't think we're going to – I don't think we're going to have people – I don't. It's just, it's just really hard to do. That's a really hard thing to do. Um, and having said that, I think that Georgia will do something beyond simply run the football, especially if we see a fair amount of JT – Carson back and Vandergriff. Um, because the, you know, you're why put the guys in to just hand the ball off. Right. Right. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm not saying you won't do that some, especially in the fourth quarter. If it's like, like if it's 67 to nothing. Yeah. We're going to hand the ball off. But if, you know, I could see, I could see us running the offense the first couple of drives. I could also see, um, JT coming in and, and running some pass plays to try to get some Patico, with his with a couple of the receivers and just get some game speed game speed reps on um, and you 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 want to see a little bit what you have with back and Vandergriff uh, more than just can they can they I'd actually kind of like to see JT D'Angelo's a little bit I yeah no I think like, I, I'd I think actually like will. to see a lot I think you will I think yeah. you'll see a quarter like and a half it. or two quarters yeah. is Blaylock cleared um he Kirby talked about Blaylock said he's he's coming around that he probably yeah. probably will play but um. Sawyer probably will be back. Uh, Macintosh, Macintosh. Mm-hmm. Which one is it? Got hurt uh, with the knee. Oh no! Is that Milton? Milton. Milton will be back at Tech. I think is what it yeah, is. Okay. So, um, I do want to talk. I do want to talk briefly about coaching searches because yeah, yeah, uh, Mel Tucker. Uh, thank you, LSU. Mel Tucker and Jimbo Fisher both have gotten extensions now. Mel, on if you saw Mel Tucker, ten years, nine point five. Yeah. Uh, he is the highest paid black coach in America yeah. right now. I, uh, all coaches, all sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. That's great. I think, so, he, I think he's the highest paid public employee in Michigan. Right? I wouldn't surprise he's me. He's paid more than Harbaugh. Has. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. So I, I think if you want to read some tea leaves and I feel pretty comfortable saying this, that means LSU made a run at Jimbo and Mel Tucker, and yeah. they're going to plan C now. Uh, if I had to ask me, I'd say plan C is Billy Napier I before so. uh, Florida's job opens. Um, <laughs> Because look, if Florida's job opens, they could still be even if LSU or Southern Cal gets filled, they could still be the third best job, yeah. right? Depends on who fills it. So, you know, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm still not sold that Florida job is going to open. They lose to Missouri this week; it opens. Mm-hmm. They lose to FSU; it definitely. Opens. <laughs> they might lose to FSU. Oh yeah, <laughs> FSU. I would say FSU has figured something out, but they played really well They're against better. Miami. They're better. They're better than they than they showed. I mean, they started zero four. That could have got out of control, and it didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of coaching searches. What about on. the? Um, 
you know, the echoes or the, the, the rumblings about Shane Beamer to, to Virginia Tech. I saw South Carolina bros were super up in arms. So I'm, I'm glad you brought Virginia Tech. That's where I was going next. Um, so Virginia Tech has opened, um, to, to very few people's surprise. Uh, Justin Fuente was not the answer there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought he was. He, I did too, but he was not. Um, I would be really surprised if they went the Shane Beamer route. I think they're looking for somebody with a little more. Uh, the The bad news for Shane is that this didn't happen next year, right. where he or had it didn't a, happen in three years, or in three yeah, years right, where he right, had a right. chance to put together a six and yeah. five year to be able to hang his hat on something, yeah. um, and and to learn a few things. Yeah. Um, but. The, where I was going with this is that what scares me is there are three guys in particular, and actually Seth wrote about this today. There's three guys in particular on Georgia staff that mm. you have to consider might leave. Uh, and there's some other guys too, Will Muschamp among them, uh, in in Dan Lanning, Todd Munkin. Mm. Get it right? Yeah, yes. got it right. Todd Munkin and Del McGee. Jeff Before, Munkin is already Jeff a head Munkin coach. has a job already, uh, <laughs> head coach and job. Uh, Jeff Munkin might end up at Virginia yeah. Tech. All from Illinois, by the way. Yeah. All the Munkins are from All Illinois. the Munkins. Um, so I don't think... Listen, I, there's going to be a lot of ink spilled over the next two months about this. Do not worry about those guys. Whatever whatever happens after January, if it's January 11th, hopefully it is. Yeah. Do not worry about that. I'm not really sweating the fact that... like, I mean, because they lost... Mel Tucker right. and Pittman, and they seem to be handling. They the seem to be okay. Yeah, so, and that's where I was going. Next. And those dudes like, are obviously really good, right? Right. Like, so no matter no matter who who off of Georgia's staff ends up leaving at the end of the season, that's a next season problem. I, and I, I'm just saying there are going to be a lot of hand wringing overwrought articles about that. Just don't worry about it. Yeah. Right. Are right now the goals of going to Atlanta and whipping, uh, whipping Alabama, uh, and going to the orange bowl or cotton bowl and whipping whoever that is. And then going to Indianapolis and winning that game are the paramount importance. And I guarantee you that is what Kirby's worried about right now. Not, not, so. <laughs> not which of a staff is going to leave. <laughs> right, right. And heaven knows he's got other things to worry about with yeah. the Adam Anderson news. I want to get into that. I want to close with that before we get into yeah. this. So, you know, one of the other cool things that were that Georgia and three other schools will not have to deal with is who's sitting out the bowl game. Yeah. Probably not. Probably because, not. Yeah. you know, every other team is going to have the information of like what, you know, guys that are probably going to be drafted are sitting out, but you're in the college football playoff. You're the final four. You're not entertaining. That. One of the most amusing things, actually, you look at the first round of an NFL draft, uh, mock draft. There's actually not a lot of Georgia guys in there. Nope. <laughs> and Jordan and, Davis is the only one I yeah, think of. And right? even him, I have not always seen Jordan Jordan Davis in the first round. Okay. And because and I mean clearly he's a talent, but like those guys are valued a little less in the NFL right now because people just don't run the ball up the middle that much. And but I, I actually find it interesting that I feel like it's very telling. It speaks to what there's this idea that that Georgia is just they're just five star after five star after five star. And there's an element of truth to that, obviously. But like, there might not be any first round picks in this draft uh, from Georgia next year. Well, if there's not first round draft picks, and they have eligibility. They could come back. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just that's the there's just a lot going on. Yeah, right now and there's a, it's 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 impressive. Oh, I don't know if you saw uh, Stetson Bennett got nominated for the Burroughs Work Trophy, I saw which is the top yeah. player that started as a walk on. Yeah, so I feel we got like Scott that's something he should today, win. guys. <laughs> he's got a little, a little bigger, like... got a little bigger Mayfield in it. Got a little, got a little bigger, bigger Mayfield. Yeah. 
poured it in the can. Yeah, there's okay. no impressive. ice. That's it's, just, it's a cold can, and yeah. I added hot bourbon, yeah. so it's, it's fine. It's still fine. It tastes like a, a tailgate drink. Yeah. That's what I'm going to be drinking on the boat mostly. Is, is <laughs> warm bourbon. Warm bourbon in a can. Um, so do we have anything to talk about before we go into our stuff? Because I feel like we should talk about the anime. Yeah, let's, let's talk yeah, about anime. Yeah, go ahead and talk about that. Uh, I, I teed up the there news that kind of came out tonight, I believe, is he had his arraignment, and it turns out there is actually another accuser. Yeah. A separate situation. If uh, uh, I... This is a football podcast. This is not a legal podcast. I don't even know anyone. I've never even met anyone who works in the legal profession nope. in any way, shape, or form, or even instructs people that might in the future do so. So, therefore, I will be very careful. Uh, I will leave that part out of it. Uh, but from a football aspect, that dude is never playing at Georgia again. He probably wasn't anyway, and now he is yeah. definitely not. And, uh, you know, that is a. Uh, it's a bad, it's an ugly situation to say the very least, and it's something that clearly Georgia hasn't had to deal with that much for a couple of years, right. and um, uh, even and, and certainly not to this level of seriousness. There's been, uh, I think it was a, there was a DUI, and there was some. It used to be the scooters. Yeah, you know. yeah, like this is this transcends that, sure. and so I think that uh, uh, I, you know, I, I, uh, I this feels to me. Like that now is it's not a football story anymore. Not to say that it shouldn't. It's be more than it's more than a football yeah. story. Yeah, and like it is like he is no longer like he's never like that's that's he's not playing other like the next time you need to from a football aspect the next time you think you need to think about him as if somehow if this turns out to be a different situation than it certainly appears to be. Uh, that could be uh, something he can deal with the NFL, but as a Georgia thing, that I think that's done at this. Point. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, so you want to get into uh, just the extra information that I have? Yeah, they're the Buccaneers. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I hadn't thought of that, but I did know that from the past. I didn't look yeah. that up, but you are correct. They have played Georgia here since I moved here. Yes. Um, okay. Yes. Good. That's a great segue, Will. Yes. Thank you. Um, if you not if you say it's a segue. I know. I know. That was That's podcasting 101. Don't yeah. say, I hey, disagree. we're about to do a segue I here. I disagree. I disagree. I like that. Your people. segue means transition. People like to see how the sausage is segued. Yeah. So what I was going to say is I was going to ask you a question. Um, you're right. You basically answered my question for me. So it's the Buccaneers. <laughs> right. But they have played since Will has been here. However... They played the year before we started this podcast. Yes. Uh, so it almost feels like it never happened. Yeah. Not really. Just kidding, man. Huh. I'm just kidding. Um, Georgia and Charleston Southern have played one time. Georgia won in 2014, 55-9. Okay. So and I think those were three field goals. I, I don't think, it think was. there was it anything was, yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, so uh, I saw somebody... Had put, Please don't fact check us. Somebody had put a, a photo on Twitter... Saying, name this quarterback. Did you see that? Uh-uh. There was a guy with a stocking cap on wearing number seven. And I don't even remember who it was. Uh, but it was a picture of Jacob Park. Last time Georgia played Charleston Southern, he was, I don't think he played, but it had a picture. And you could tell it was Charleston Southern, the Southern in the background. But he was on the team. He ended up transferring to Iowa State. Yeah, he did. And playing for Iowa State. But yeah, that's where our quarterback situation was back then in 2014. The penultimate year of Mark Richt. Wow. Jacob Park, that's a name I hadn't heard of. So is that the year they lost? What happened that year? 2014? I want to say they were, let's see. I want to say they lost to Tech that year. Hudson Mason? Uh, was that Hudson Mason? Maybe. 
See, 2014. I'm trying to. I'm going back in my head. 16. Without looking online. Yeah. Um. I think it was a. I think it was a, a, a standard issue, probably nine and four, something like that. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go on a limb and say we won the. Uh, the well, no, what was Capital your, One? Did we play Michigan State or something? Maybe so. Maybe that's what we did. We played the Capital One Bowl. I've got to look it up. Now. That feels yeah. like a Nebraska year. Then they have Nebraska like two years. In the Gator they had Bowl, Michigan State two years, and they had Nebraska two years. Maybe that was Nebraska in the Gator Bowl. That was the. We're about to find out. Yeah, Scott's going to get us there. I think I, I'm going to go on limb here and say we were nine and four and lost to Nebraska in the Gator Bowl. We oh we <laughs> come on. Uh, we had three losses. Uh-huh. We had 10 wins. Okay. And we beat Louisville in the Belk Bowl. That was the Belk Bowl year? That was the Belk oh, Bowl. Oh, wow. So that was, yeah, that was the year Bryce Ramsey, Ray uh, Guy finalist, finished the game, and I didn't even notice it because I had snuck into Jerry Richardson's suite. Yeah, think about it. Open the season with Clemson. That was when Nick Chubb ran out of his shoe. Oh, yeah. He beat Clemson 45 21, then came back and lost a heartbreaker at South Carolina. That was my last trip to that was my last trip to Charlotte, and I'm glad that was that long ago because the restraining orders lifted. <laughs> That's good. Charlotte? Oh, oh, for the bowl game. Bowl. I was yeah. thinking, like, we didn't yeah, play Clemson yeah, yeah. Charlotte. It was yeah. in San Francisco. No, I remember that was the South Carolina game. Um, Jennifer and I went to watch it at All Good downtown, which is a great place to watch a game because it's not a sponsor, a cool though. bar. No, definitely not. not you should route, be. Not the route, not El Barrio. Not El Barrio. Not Correct. the line. But I remember we were sitting at the bar waiting for the 3.30. It was a 3.30 CBS kickoff at South Carolina. It was a lightning delay. And they didn't kick off till like, like 4.30 or yeah. 5. And then Georgia, it, they, they lost 38-35. I remember there was something where they were trying to get a first down and they were like, Six inches short, insert joke here. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> and then right that much, this much, and uh, and yeah. So that was a that was a hard. But what then was the they, they played in they played South Carolina on Sunday. I'm remembering that year now. Uh, uh, let's see, that would have been 2012. Uh, oh, was that early? No, it was. I was here. 2016. So it had to be after 13. That. Let me see. Yeah. No, 14. It, it would have been 16. It would have been 16. Yeah, I think yeah. 16's right. Uh, well, no, that was Kirby's first season. Sunday, October 9th, South Carolina in 2016. They won 28 to 14. It yeah. was a 2:30 kickoff on SEC Network. It was. Sunday, I was in yes. Indianapolis. I had yeah. to, to look that up, and that was not that game was closer than it sounded like because yeah. we returned an onside kick attempt for a touchdown at the end of the game. And wow. that, think about that. That was uh, 2016. That was the one win between two losses before and two losses after. We lost to Vanderbilt the week after oh, that. Oh, I remember the Vanderbilt loss. I think Kirby wakes up in the middle of the night thinking about those games. Yeah. And went and went lost to Ole Miss, lost to Tennessee. The Ole Miss no, game was fun. Went at South Carolina and then lost to Vanderbilt and then Florida. Yeah. Yeah. What a great battle. Lost huh. to Tech that year. Yeah. Oh. That was yeah. that was when we had our was when we didn't we have our no, that wasn't it. What was the year that we that they lost to Tech and then we uh no, we beat Tech that year. That's right, that's that would have been fifteen. That's right. Yeah, sixteen is the only loss we've had as a podcast to Tech. Seventeen was that sixteen on the road? No, no, no. It was a home. It, it was, was a home. home. Seventeen. We all went it was to that eighteen. Bar it was eighteen. Yeah. It was eighteen. Yeah. It was eighteen. That's when it was. Anyway, point is, um, you know, this is what happens when they play Charleston Southern, right? We're just reminisce. right. We we reminisce. So, um, is that where that started? Because I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know where we went. Um, so Georgia currently has the. Longest current active win streak. I noticed that last weekend with Oklahoma losing. 14 wins in a row. They rank first. I just said they had the longest. Um, so can you tell me who has... It's tied for the second longest active win streak at 10. Well, Cincinnati. Correct. 
and UTSA. That's right. And then it's but amazing. they both lost their bowl games last year. I think that's yeah. why yeah. they don't have one more. Yeah, well, I know Cincinnati did. That's yeah. why I watched that game. The other teams, um, these are all in-season win streaks. Georgia's the only one that carries over from last season. So yeah. there's, uh, so there's, Florida was the last game. Oh, so Georgia bowl game won. doesn't count? No, it does. Okay, yeah, okay, okay, okay. but Florida was the last game Georgia lost. Okay, right, right, and right. Georgia was the last game Florida won. Here's a here's a here's a thought. Don't fact check a that. A thought of experiment for you. What happens if that field goal misses? We like, don't have the current longest. Yeah, I, yeah, I, oh. yeah. I'm aware of that. Part. Okay, but like just in, a, in the conversation, if Cincinnati wins that bowl game last year, they're in the top four of the CFP. Oh, oh no, they're easily number yeah, two right now. Yeah. Like it just comes down yeah. to that. There are no field there, goal. there are no question number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, it just comes down to that field. Goal. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, yeah. The um, haha, funny or it's just funny. peculiar. Right. Odd. Then you got a, a nine-game win streak as tied with a Houston, Louisville. Not not Louisville. I wrote, oh, Louisiana. I wrote LOU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Louisiana. Uh, they they open the season with a loss to Texas. Ooh, Texas. Um, <laughs> and then you got uh, Ohio State with an eight-game win streak, and then Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin. With a six-game right win streak. Wisconsin really could be the target. Wisconsin's playing Ohio. State. They could be the target of the punch bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So can so the the interesting thing is when you look at all of these teams that have a current win streak, their current college football playoff rankings: Georgia's one, uh-huh. Cincinnati's five, UTSA is twenty-two, uh, Houston is twenty-four, uh, Louisiana's not even ranked, and then you've got Ohio State at four, and Wisconsin's already up at fifteen. Can we have a? a, a, a I watched the conference, the college football playoff rankings thing. I am disturbed by already you're hearing the, I'm just saying, do we, don't we all think that Alabama is the number two team in the country? Oh, if yeah. they lure us to Georgia, how can you put them below Cincinnati? And I have to say, there's something that is infuriating to me about this. Not that Alabama is not better than Cincinnati, because I think they are. For the record, I think we agree. But like... I'm sorry, like, why are we playing football games if we're just going to look at recruiting rankings and say, oh, well, tell it was they should be in the... Like, for the record, the NCAA tournament does not do this. What they do is actually, like, like, hey, how'd you do? Mm-hmm. How, they might rank you a little bit differently, but, like, the... I, I mean, they do on the margins, but it's because there's 60 or yeah. 32 at-large teams, but, you have a lot more room for of course. discussion. But the idea that, like... Like you're seeing that Michigan is ahead of Michigan State, which I do. I think that Michigan is better than Michigan State. I do think that Michigan is better than Michigan State. But it's duplicity that is is maddening. Which is the Oregon Ohio State idea, right? Right, right. But which I because I also think everybody agrees that Ohio State is better than Oregon. More to the point, but like the goal is not to decide. Like it's weird because this the idea that oh you're supposed to pick just pick the best team. Just don't worry about the other stuff. Just pick the best team. What that really is an invitation to do is to like just go with your gut, go mm-hmm. with your gut, and of course your gut is always going to feel like well Alabama has like all this incredible recruiting guys, and they're Saban. obviously better than than all of this stuff. So like, what's the even point? Like, if you're really just going to look at it as like, well, who has the best recruiting rank? Who has the most talent? You're like, what? Why are we even playing games if we're going to do that? The idea that a two-loss Alabama, who I you can make an argument for making maybe some things fall right, and maybe the two-loss Alabama can be in there. The idea that two-loss Alabama should be above a zero-loss Cincinnati is absolutely insane to me. I agree with you. And here's the thing about it: it's like if 
Notre Dame had one loss almost to anybody else but Cincinnati. Yeah. Notre Dame would be ranked one, yeah. two, three, four. Of course. Two, it would be ranked two, three, four. It's just, just the way it is. Yeah. Um, it, it, is, it is, I mean, frankly, this is why they're going to 12 teams, right? Yeah. This is why. They're not going to eight teams, guys. You know why they're not going to eight teams? 12 teams gives them exactly the same amount of TV inventory, yeah. and four more teams make the playoffs. Like, we'll just see what happens. And listen, it feel like I get the idea that these things will sort itself out. Ohio State's going to knock out Michigan State this weekend, or they're going to lose and be knocked out themselves. Right. <clears throat> but listen, I love the SEC. I live in Georgia. I love SEC football. It's really fun. I don't know if you guys know this, but SEC football is like super fun. There's like a. If you want the rest, like already, because of Texas, Oklahoma, like people are pissed. <laughs> If you put a two-loss Alabama team over an undefeated team that, again, almost beat Georgia last year, has basically been undefeated for two years, and one at Notre Dame who's in the top ten. If you put a two-loss – people are not going to believe in this crap anymore. A two-loss non-conference championship exactly. Alabama. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. Like like when Auburn when Auburn had that year. I mean, yeah, if you're going to win yeah. the conference championship, sure, you, go. That gives you an, okay, yeah. let's do that. I'm with you. All right. A little more, more, more levity uh, here. Um, They're the Buccaneers. And I'm glad you brought that up because there are two main colleges and or universities in mm-hmm. Charleston. You've got College of Charleston mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Charleston Southern. There's actually a third in There's Charleston. the Citadel. The Citadel, who has a one-game win streak over South Carolina. That's right. I think, I, think, I think that's worth bringing up. If you ever get a chance to go to the Charleston River Dogs game, uh-huh. I encourage you to one. do so. And the yep. Citadel's football stadium is right next door. That's right. To Charleston yeah. we, uh, we went years ago when we were down in Kiowa Island. Uh, Charlie is their uh, mm-hmm. mascot. Very charming. Yes. Very charming. Yeah. charming Charlie. They, they have a, dog. a very awesome hat. Because Charlie's got a I have bat. It. Yeah, he's got a I bat have, in his And it's teeth. broken in yeah, his mouth. Yeah, it's so yeah. I have I a Charleston River Dogs hat. Um, so where I was going with this, I looked it up because I was like, are they really Charleston Southern? No. Charleston Southern is located 17 miles northwest of College of Charleston and the city of Charleston. They're in Goose that Creek? bothers me. Yeah, yeah. Does it really? It kind of does. Yeah. But the Atlanta Braves don't bother you. Why would the oh because well, they're in Smyrna? <laughs> the, the Dallas Cowboys play in Arlington. I'm with you. I do. do no, I agree. Do, but I'm just saying, that, like, yeah. it, it shouldn't yeah. like. Yeah, I mean, the New York Jets play in East Rutherford, New Jersey. But, yeah, yeah. The, but yeah, wait a minute. Charleston Southern, 17 miles northwest of the, <laughs> the city northwest. Of so if they were in the, the ocean, you'd be fine with that. I mean, <laughs> that's a good I was, point. you know, It'd here's the thing. In, when you think Charleston Southern, you're thinking down near Johns Island or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Go go out to Pauly's. Anyway, um, Georgia, once they play Charleston Southern, will have played three schools. 100% in Georgia. Correct. Once they play Charleston Southern, we'll have played three schools from one state. They played South Carolina and Clemson. When was the last time Georgia played three or more schools from one state in a mm, season? That's a fun factoid. Okay. Uh, they have to play an Alabama team at some point. I would, uh, is there, who's an Alabama team they play other than um, I'm sitting here thinking, what years? We were podcasting when this happened. Oh, okay. We were a... podcasting when it happened. Was one of them a bowl game? No. Okay. All right. The last time that yeah, what they year played that three or more. Yeah, well, if what... I can give you the year, you're probably... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. 2018. 2018. Okay. Can you tell me the state and the teams? I'm working. Okay. 2018. Think about Will's book, How Lucky... 
Uh, so, oh, uh, okay. Uh, they played Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. Tennessee, Tennessee and Middle, Middle Tennessee, Tennessee. and but, oh, there's a fourth. Did we play? We played East or Moorhead or something like that. Austin P. Austin P. Oh, Holy crap! They're in Clarksville, they Tennessee. are. That is a fantastic. That's a, you kept saying three or more. Or more. Yeah. yeah, that is a fantastic yeah. factoid. Yeah, I'd forgotten who would... Definitely have... Was that an Austin P game in the book? No, because Middle Tennessee Tennessee game in the book. Okay. Um, So it also happened... uh, The the hottest game... Remember, the Austin P game is the hottest football game ever. In the history of the world. Without a doubt. Well, in Athens, there have been many, many hotter in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, 2017, this also happened. Georgia played Samford. Yeah, the Alabama. twice. Uh And then Alabama. Yeah. And then 2014, Georgia played Clemson, South Carolina, and Charleston Southern. Yeah. That, that counts. I mean, that's three. So I was trying to think, did we play like <coughs> Auburn, UAB, and Troy or South or something? I didn't, I didn't want to get too yeah. far into the weeds. That's, could, a fun, that's, a good, that's a good, that's an excellent trip. Yeah. Thank you. Good Thank trivia. You. Uh, and I got a book plug. In there. Yeah, yeah, there you but go. How lucky. How lucky. Uh, uh, chosen this week is one of Amazon's yeah, best books yeah, of that, 2021. Yeah, talk and about that a little right. bit. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing more to say, but like, yeah, they uh, Amazon did their end of the book, uh, end of the year, uh, best books of the year, and I was very fortunate that How Lucky was chosen uh, uh, on that list. It was very at hard. all your good local bookstores and Amazon. Yes, exactly. But does that mean you have to buy it from Amazon? I'm just uh, you should buy it from your local bookstore. But if you are unable to get to the local bookstore by Christmas, for example, I've heard there's some sort of uh, uh, shipping uh, issues. Uh, not a problem with Amazon. You can get you can get How Lucky. Tomorrow, it will literally show up tomorrow. And for those of y'all listening, I put the link to How Lucky in every show notes of this episode of these episodes, yeah. and, and links to El Barrio, uh, the Pine, and the Root and, as well. And the we'll, Harper has given us no money. And Will's, a, yeah, Will's jacket's threadbare. Go, go help him out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm destitute. My children are starving. Help me balance my checkbook. So, if you remember, it was a couple weeks ago when we were without Will. That we talked about these uh, all-time wins that Georgia was creeping up on. Yeah. Um, these historic uh, records that takes years uh, to establish and surpass. So Georgia, we, we talked about how Georgia was right behind Tennessee and USC for the all-time wins. Georgia's caught up a little bit since then. As um, one does. The, Especially when you play Tennessee. <laughs> and you go to the note. Right. The dogs are now within five wins of Tennessee for 10th place in the all-time wins. I don't want to freak y'all out, but Georgia can catch them this year. (laughs) Well, Georgia has 849, Tennessee has 854, and for good measure, USC has 856, so they could get up to ninth. Yeah, we're not not catching Southern Cal this year. So so I guess if... uh, If Tennessee loses their last year. Are we guessing the 10, or did you guys do this on the podcast? I wasn't here. Yeah, we we did. I, I did hot potato. I lost. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah that's what you by yourself. We could do it again. I'm sure. No, it's okay. I forgot. No, I forgot. Um, no, it's like if Tennessee loses their last two games and then Georgia wins yeah. to the national championship, that'd be five. They'd be tied with Tennessee. That's awesome. It's awesome. Um, Texas has lost five games in a row. And are, at, are now. I have current. a question. Is that okay. bad? That's bad, right? When one of them's Kansas. It's definitely bad. And they are now sitting at four and six. A loss to either West Virginia or Kansas State and Georgia will break the current tie of 57 bowl games and be in second place alone. Texas and Georgia are currently at 57 all-time bowl games. Uh, Alabama is ahead by many, many. 
But yeah, if Texas loses, so are, where are they on the graduation rate? Because I saw this about Illinois. If Illinois oh, wins one of their last two games. They right now of all the teams that are potentially five Correct. and seven, they would be first. They would be first. So basically, because it looks like there's going to be about two or three teams short. Right. Okay. So if Illinois can win one of its last two, I think they are actually first among. APR. They are. They are. I saw uh, that. Uh, they, they would be on there. So. I'll take five and seven. As well. Yeah, the bowl game. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll, I'll go. To Detroit. I'll watch them play in. Yes, Fields I'm going to watch it anyway. Yeah, even oh, if it's right. Purdue or something. Even though Bert's Bert's COVID this week, oh, yeah, Bert he's out. Be, he, he got the COVIDs. He got the COVIDs. He's fully vaccinated, so he's totally fine. And uh, but yeah, he is. Uh, he's he's coaching remotely, as we say in South Florida. Shit goes down the way of the jetties. The idea of Illinois making a bowl game at five and seven is glorious. <laughs> I would love it. My favorite was Mississippi State going on APR. Mississippi State going on APR at five and seven a few years ago. <laughs> wow! That, right? Wow's the right way remember, to put it. If you'll remember, uh, two years the, the last time Illinois went five and seven, they were kept out of a bowl game by Georgia State. That's uh, right. Beating APR, Georgia State yeah. the last week yeah. of the year, they yeah. got the last slot yeah. that was going to go. Because yeah. Illinois, I think, has had the, they're generally. Illinois is a fine academic it's institution, and so generally speaking, when they when like the, I think Texas, like I, Stu Mandel mentioned this in his piece this week that it could be Texas or Florida. Stu Mandel went to Northwestern, so he won't admit that Illinois is going to beat Northwestern the last mm-hmm. game of the year. Mm-hmm. That's why he left them out of that. Mm-hmm. But he said the first two APR teams are Texas and Florida, but they ain't Texas and Florida if Illinois goes five and seven. Wow! So yeah, keep your eye out on that if uh, Texas continues to lose, and yeah. would they would they get rid of Sark? I mean, they're they're. It seems too early. It yeah. Seems, yeah, that's too much. That's He's too done much. a terrible job. It was. I, mean, I, I watched that, that, was that a Kansas weird game. Fit. It's a weird fit. But I mean, honestly, like at a certain level, Texas keeps like I don't know. Maybe it's you. <laughs> like, oh, it's definitely <laughs> Texas. Listen, Texas has. Texas is. Um, so the right way to think about this uh, for for those of you that remember the nonsense that went down around Bobby Petrino potentially. Uh, uh, unseating Tommy Tuberville is like Texas has 70 Bobby Louders. And this is not my observation. This is, well, it's my observation, but Tiffany put these in the words. Texas has 70 Bobby Louders, which means you have 70, well, 70, 70 is a placeholder number. You have 70 or whatever donors who think they should have yeah. some sort of say. It is impossible. That is, that is the most amazing thing that Nick Saban and frankly, Kirby Smart has done and their respective programs is that they came in and became the voice. We're going to do things the way I say we're going to do them. You want to put glass, you want to put glass footballs at in Tuscaloosa at Bryant Hall. You want to put glass footballs in, in Buttsmere Hall. Listen to what I'm saying. If you don't want to do that, that's fine. Don't hire me and don't listen to me, but I'm not, I'm out. And until they get a quarterback at Texas, frankly, what scares me about USC, if USC ever decides to get a a college coach that will do that, they will start being really good again. The same with Texas, Texas gets a coach where they walk in. It's like, you listen to me or, or I'm not coming here. They'll get good again because they have, they have, they are richer than four feet up a bull's butt. They are, (laughs) they have more money than they can't listen they they could burn a wet mule with their money. They literally have so much money. It is incredible. But and they they're sit they're the flagship institution in the state of Texas. They literally could only recruit the state of Texas and if they were to do it right and you redo it right in exactly the way you want, um they would be unstoppable. Like literally unstoppable in a way that Frankly, LSU could be unstoppable yeah. if they ever get their crap together. The difference between LSU and Texas is like LSU's got 
they got five donors and the state government. Texas has a hundred donors, whatever it is. You know what's really nice is, uh, as a side note, uh, 10 years ago, five years ago, however long ago, every other LSU's podcast and Texas podcast were like, man, if Georgia ever gets its right. shit together, they will totally be yeah, like, and, they're not and wrong. now Georgia has its shit together. That's right. They're not wrong. And, but, so, but that's also, I mean, this is an inside baseball because I don't have any direct knowledge of this, but that's exactly right. I mean, the reason Kirby Smart resonated so much is he went to all those big money donors and said, if you want, you want glass football at Buttsmere Hall, listen to me. I'm the one calling the shots. If I ask you to write a check, you write a check. Otherwise, you don't talk to the AD Mm -hmm. about how things are going to run because I'm the one that does that. That's where we are today. And uh, unfortunately, it did not work out. The season's been a disaster. Yep. That was the cold open. We should come back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not redoing that. Uh, Another one here. If... uh, Four more weeks is the AP number one, and Georgia will tie Clemson for 15th all-time with 25 weeks. Georgia's currently tied with Penn State um, at 21 weeks. It is crazy to me that Georgia's only been AP number one for 21 weeks ever. Um, as, long, as long as one of those weeks is January the 11th, I don't care. <laughs> All right, and I turned the page. You know, I got a spiral notebook now, and so just I'm this just is a, a lot more. I'm yeah, you're very. So, I mean, this one's kind of raggedy. Yeah, but you got to pull this. Well, you have kids, so you pull yeah, pages out. Pull I, I think this was one of my kids' like yeah, checks out. journals from fourth grade, but uh, you know, I ripped the pages out. Um, Why does Aria Grande love me? I'm, I'm I'm reading this because I wrote this like hours ago, and I'm like, what is this that I'm writing? Um, Okay, Georgia currently has the country's current consecutive seasons with bowl appearances at 24. They've been yeah. going since uh, Jim Donnan's second year in 1997. It was State. It was it, State. Uh, and then Virginia Tech. Well, I'm going to get to that. I'm okay, going to ask well, y'all questions okay, about this. Go ahead, ask questions. Um, so they, they started in 1997. I remember going to that bowl game. That was the the it was the 97 season. They went 10 and two. They played Wisconsin in the Outback Bowl, and they held Ron Dane, who wore number 33, to that many yards rushing. And Mike Bobo was the quarterback. Yep. Excellent factoids. Heinz Ward. They wore black pants for the first time and white tops, which looked really good. We haven't done as, as enough uh, uniform talk this year. By the way, the Falcons are I wearing. I think we've done exactly. The Falcons enough. are wearing their old school Jerry Glanville uniforms uh, mm-hmm. against blacks, the Patriots. The blacks, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. yeah, they'll still lose, but that's. Whatever. It's, a thir- it's Thursday night. Right? Yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah. I got something up. Something. Said something. Yeah, something's got to be said. Falcons um, are a little better this year than Yeah, no. You know, before they lost last week, yeah. they were, it, if the season had ended last Saturday, they were in the seventh yeah. playoff spot. Yeah. Yeah. The, the problem is, because there's a, there's the a problem is spot two, year, two right? of the four best teams in the NFC are in their division. So Correct. Yeah. But they beat the Saints. Yeah, which is always good. That's always good. I, by the way, I, I can't. Well, just go ahead. Go ahead. No, do no, it. I, I do can't. It. I can't talk about it because it's not uh, official yet. So, oh. but I will. I will get. I thought to, you were going to bash. I will on get the to Saints. talk about. No, I will bash on the Saints. But I get to talk about something awesome in a, in a few more weeks. They have a quarterback named Trevor Simeon. I just love that. Who the fact that yeah. he's not great. He went to Medill. He did go to Medill. Um, so <laughs> I set Will up for that. Yes. So basically, since they are at the the longest current streak, can you tell me any of the other current longest streaks? I guess I can tell you the years, and then maybe you can try to sure. guess the Let's the team. All right. So the the second longest current streak current is at twenty two years. 
Florida. No, they don't have a streak. Oh God! In the top they ten last year, they're not in the top ten. I'll give you a hint. Um, I'll just say Alabama. No, no, they're oh, not. It's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, I'll just say, I'll give you word association. Baker Mayfield. I don't know. That's not Texas Oklahoma. Tech. Obviously. Texas Tech. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma's second with 22 years. Then we have a Big Ten team that's on a current win streak at 19 years. Ohio State. No, it's Wisconsin. Wisconsin, Wisconsin State. Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, Wisconsin State. And then you've got Bama at fourth. Okay. Um, you've got a ACC school that's having a terrible year with a crazy coach uh, at fifth with 16 years in a row. Wake Forest. No. Clemson. <laughs> Clemson. I don't know. Oh, I thought Crazy Coach would have been. Terrible year. Like, for what it's worth, they can Seven still and win. three, guys. They can still win 10 games this year. They can still win 10 games. True. True. Terrible might have been. Yeah, he's, he's, he is verging in the Rick territory yeah. where people think 10 is terrible. Uh, then you've got uh, uh, an OSU that's not what you think at, uh, at six. Yeah, he, you State. know, he's a man and he's 40. And he has a mighty he's now mullet. 57. Is, is, is the mullet still going? Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, seventh is a school that's in the SEC that shouldn't be. Uh, Texas A&M. Correct. 12 years. Uh, eighth is mind-blowing. Um, you have a pirate as a head coach. That Mississippi, you, State Mississippi State has eight in a row? 11 years. Maybe it was the APR uh, thing that kept them in. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a tie for ninth. Eight years in a row. You've got a reverend as a coach. You've got um, a, a, a coach that is also a tennis coach at Georgia. For one of the schools, Mandy Diaz. for Miami. Miami, and then you have uh, the other Ohio school besides Cincinnati, Miami of Ohio. No, it's Ohio State. Ohio State. Yeah, I thought I was winning. I thought I was winning ten thousand dollar pyramid for a second. Yeah, that, that's fun. kind of yeah. what it got to. Uh, all right, so now we're gonna we're gonna shift a little bit to all time consecutive bowl games. So Georgia is sixth at all time in consecutive bowl games ever. And so basically what, what I'm saying is they're, they're catching people right. because some of these other schools aren't. Um, so the number one all-time consecutive bowl games at 36 years from 1982 to 2017. Nebraska. They're number two okay. at 35 years. To what, what was the first year? 82? 1982 to 2017. What happened in 17? They're currently four and six and have Boston College in Florida. Florida State. Florida I was going to say Florida State. Okay. Florida State's number one all time. Um, and then third. Um, that was active until, yeah, that was yeah, active. 2017. Yeah, third is, was active in, from 1975 to 2007 of 33 years. They, um, I mean, if I give you the hint about Go how ahead. many games they've lost to a certain rival at the end of the year. Like 16 years in a row, they've lost. Michigan. Michigan. Isn't it 16 years in a row? I don't think it's that long, but it's a lot. It feels like 16. Uh, Fourth is... Yeah, I'm flabbergasted. Fourth is uh, from 1993 to 2019, 27 years. They're currently 5-5, and have Miami and Virginia That's Virginia Tech. That's Virginia Tech. And then fifth, the team that Georgia will catch this year because their win streak is over, 1959 to 1983, 25 years in a row. It's not Texas. No. I'm out. 1959. I mean, there were like six bowl games back then. And the fact that this team went from the to late what, to 50s what year? to 83. Some, somebody died in, I think, 1983. Alabama? Alabama. When, didn't Bear Bryant die in 83? He did. You know, he, you know, he played in his last bowl game in the Liberty Bowl against Illinois. What year was, was that? 83? It was 84. Okay. 
Okay. It was 82. So, it had the 83 season. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, because uh, who was it? Uh, Perkins came in after Ray that? Ray Perkins. Ray Perkins. Famously, Bear Bryant's last game was against Illinois. Yeah, it was. He was. He retired yeah. and then died. Yeah. Wow. Almost, in, almost that quickly. Yeah. yeah, so Georgia will... I, was, um, I think I was eight years old. I watched that game. I was, a, to, uh, I was the one person there being like, oh, cool, I'm here to watch Illinois when they played Bear Bryant in his last game. Did you ever. go to that game? I did not go, but okay. I was watching it on television. I mean, it's only like four hours from Mattoon to Memphis yeah, or something. It's something. It's just hopping for seven. Go straight down. Yeah. All right. So you want to do fun office pools? Let's do fun office pools. By the way, I did set up fun office pools for next week, even though I will be on a ship when it opens up. I apologize if I set some dogs. I just tried to guess what I thought would be interesting. Uh, there is all likely going to be a 38 and a half point game on there. And I, I'm sorry. Also, I'm not likely to set uh, my, my picks for next week. So yeah, I mean, you then. can do it on a boat. Yeah, I could do it on a boat. I will probably do it in Roatan or Cozumel because I will have I will have phone service there. All right, so we have a new leader in the clubhouse, Ligastrum Dog. Yeah, Ligastrum Dog. That's uh, Ligastrum is the scientific name for. I have no idea. Privet Hedge. Oh, you told me that years yeah, ago. Yeah. Huh? Is this guy a landscape architect or? I assume he actually is the the hedges. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, he or she is in first place at 508 points. Then Chili Dog in Minnesota. Man, I bet it's getting cold up there. It's probably miserable. You know, they got rubble down here. <laughs> and probably, uh, you know, uh, bourbon and uh, fireball. Mostly rubble Okay. Uh, then you got Papa Doc 19, 499. Um, I am still in the hundreds. I'm at 114, 445. I'm trying to look real quick. I don't see. I mean, I'm in I'm, the 60s, but I don't know where. You are. Oh, 43. Oh, I'm in the 40s. And then Will, do I you know where. Went up a little bit this week, but not much. Like okay. In the so 80s, you, I believe. You say that you're in the. Yeah, you are 86. I was so, in the 90s, so I'm gone up a little bit. Been a rough year. So let's go ahead and make our picks okay. this year or today or whatever. All right, we're going to start with Oregon and Utah, way out west. I find it shocking that Utah's a favorite in this game. I know that Utah is at home and they're usually really good. The whole thing with Oregon is basically Oregon has to beat Utah twice. I bet on the road. this is a repeat. This yeah. game will be repeated in three weeks. Yeah, so <laughs> they just need to lose one of them. So if they win this one, we need to probably get used to the fact that Oregon's going to be in the playoff. Agreed. I'm fine with that. <sighs> I guess. Um, the only thing I'm fine about it is it potentially puts Ohio State out. Because <laughs> if, if they're consistent, they're going to stay with Oregon ahead. Uh, I'm picking Oregon. Wouldn't you game. feel more comfortable playing against an Oregon team than Ohio State? Of course, of yeah. course. Yeah. But, but but it just feels but almost like too comfortable. Like Oregon, like I want to see a better team than Oregon in the playoff. Yeah. I, oh, I don't. I think Oregon wins. <laughs> quack, quack, quack. All right. So Baylor, big upset last week over Oklahoma. They uh, go to Manhattan. Is there a late? This is basically a pick em. Because Kansas State's not bad. Yeah. Uh, they're hot he, right now, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not Spielman. Uh, it's not Chris Spielman. Chris Spielman was a receiver. Uh, a linebacker. linebacker, not a Sp- uh, receiver. Whoever the, the coach came over from North Dakota State is now the coach oh, at yeah, Kansas yeah, State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, either way. Um, I think this is I think this is a game where Kansas State wins and really sets up a double bedlam shootout for mm. that spot in the Big 12. That'd be fun. I'm thinking K-State. I'm going to go with Baylor. Nebraska at 
six game and a win wins in a row Wisconsin never pick in Nebraska again yeah you can't even even if they keep it close they'll lose Wisconsin now if they won their last two would they get it on APR five and seven nope they ain't beating Illinois in APR that's for damn sure nope all right, uh, Smoo at Cincinnati. That's a tough game. Dude, I put this game on there because I wanted to be provocative. I think Cincinnati wins, but this has a ton of potential to be super interesting as I'm losing Seltzer. <laughs> I can't see what's happening. I find it frustrating because, again, this is probably going to be a really entertaining game between two pretty good teams. And if it's not Cincinnati winning by 20, it yeah. just become another reason that Cincinnati can't. Yeah. Uh, though, though Ohio State can struggle with a team that's not in the top 20. SMU is right outside the top 20. I, right I, 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 hear, I hear you, but there, if they struggle with SMU, there is a quality of difference between struggling with SMU and, and struggling with Navy. So. Uh, and I don't. I, don't I, I agree with you. I'm not sure everybody will actually see it. Gary Barta might see that, but I do. If Ohio State struggles with like, Purdue. let's say Ohio State struggles, they killed Purdue. But let's say they played Minnesota and won by like 14. Let's say they barely won on the road against Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, the, the, which the is SMU's, a thing that happened. SMU is better than Nebraska. Like Agreed. they're right outside the top 25, and so it's frustrating for me that if this is like I this. It, by all accounts, should be a very entertaining game. I just kind of don't want it to be because I feel like Cincinnati deserves... Like, it's, that's the Faustian bargain that we've got with the playoff is you almost... You, you're not just rooting for like a good game. I find myself rooting against a good game on this so Cincinnati can persuade people. So I do I'm, have a I'm question. I do have a question. This might be part of the problem. When is Cincinnati playing? When, when are they playing? Are they playing on Saturday finally? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're playing at 3.30 on Saturday. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they play... They, they played, played Friday, Friday last week, yeah. They played Friday. Yeah, they've played two Friday games and they they only beat South Florida 45-28. I mean, and that's on the heels of barely beating Tulsa. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't covered in a long time, so and that's important to some people. Yeah. Um I think uh Cincinnati wins as well. Um all right, Michigan State, Mel Tucker goes into uh the horseshoe. I just feel like Ohio State's so hot right now. Yeah, I think I think that I think this is the end of the Michigan State boomlet for now. But they clearly set some up good. Like it's like Arkansas, right? Like they're better than Arkansas, but it's that like wow, you're this year laid some good groundwork, and there's clearly good stuff coming. So Mel signed that contract before uh, Saturday at noon. So <laughs> is this a chance if Michigan State upsets? Ohio oh, State, and and say Kenneth Walker has four or five touchdowns. Does he take the lead for the Heisman, or if C.J. Stroud and Ohio State win? I mean, is this a I, I think I think point? more importantly for Mississippi, uh, Michigan State, if they beat Ohio State at the Horseshoe, they are literally playing in Indianapolis for a chance of going to the college football playoff yeah, against probably like Wisconsin. Or Wisconsin, football. yeah. Hmm. So wow. yeah, this I is, still think Ohio this State game wins for Ohio State. It's bigger for Michigan. Much. But what about Heisman? Heisman, I think. I look. You're you're probably right. Kenneth Walker goes off. Stroud goes off. That that that. I mean, they are aching to find some defensive offensive player to put right. up there to, to to put on a pedestal. It it does not. It just hasn't materialized. It just hasn't materialized. No, I think Ohio State wins as well. Uh, all right, you got Wake Forest. They're hanging in there. They're at ten. Uh, they go to Clemson. Wake Forest still undefeated in the ACC. That's right. Let's not forget they are still undefeated. They are. In the ACC. They are. Uh, I Clemson has won just enough games despite not being good 
that I'm actually picking Clemson in this. Not being great. They're good. Yeah. They're not great. Um, yeah, I think Wake Forest even losing this game makes the playoffs against Pitt. So Wake you mean Forest, the, Pitt. The ACC. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. The the yeah the ACC championship game. Um, is this game in Clemson or in yes, Winston? It's in Clemson. It's a noon kickoff, so that kind of favors the visitor. I'm going to go with Wake. I'm going to pick Clemson, but I'm going to hold my nose and do it. Okay. And then you got the Will Leach special starting at some weird time at two o'clock. Very odd time. Very odd time. Is that a Big Ten Network thing? Uh, no, I think it's on. F- I think I, no, it's not FS One. It's, it's on, FS One Plus yeah, Plus. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so they're going to Iowa. This game has the potential to be. You want to score a Gami game? This game has the potential to be yeah. at 11 or <laughs> like 11 to 5. I think Illinois could have made a little run on this. Burt not being there has no. kind of made me think that, uh, that they're not going to win this. But uh, again, that's okay because APR, baby, just beat Northwestern. Right. We got a chance. Yeah. I'm got- picking Iowa, but it's going to be close. Yeah. Not the twelve and a half. The Illinois. Uh, covers. Oh, Illinois covers all that ca- that spread. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Vanderbilt at Ole Miss. Van, uh, Ole Miss. <laughs> what, what, Is it Vanderbilt at Ole Miss? That's the game on it. Ole Miss. Yeah, I will also take Ole Miss. <laughs> that's a number ten confidence rating. I'm yeah. moving that right now, so at least get that. <laughs> that that's how much of a blow that is. He's moving it. Yeah. Uh, then you got Auburn at South Carolina. Yeah. No, no Bo Nicks. No yeah. Bonics. I'm still taking it up. Uh, last week demonstrated 28-3 is the most dangerous lead in sports. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Yeah. You see the Falcons right. tweeted out, yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, we know. I mean, kudos hey, to them. Hey, listen. Read the what room. What are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? You own it. Yeah. It's funnier now that the Braves have won the World Series. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you it's can like, make that joke. Absolutely. You Thank can, you for pointing yeah, that out. You the, can make that joke. Yeah. Also, because it's Auburn's funnier. True. I think South Carolina might. Win this game. South Carolina wins that game. I'm going to be unbearable in the cruise. <laughs> I'm going to be unbearable already. But well, it's a night game, so you'll probably yeah, be able to yeah. sit there and watch yeah, it. Yeah, I should be able to watch that game. Yeah, I knew it was a night game. So. All right, then you got Florida, Missouri, two five and fivers yeah. battling it out. Guys. In Columbia, Missouri. Guys. I bet, I bet it's going to be cold. Guys. I'm going to look at the weather. It's going to snow. Um, Florida loses this game. Dan Mullen's getting fired on the tarmac. Yeah. I mean, Scott Strickland's were like, uh, no visitors allowed on our plane. Yeah. He is going to have to catch one of those super expensive American flights <laughs> on a 22-seat plane to Dallas to get home. Um, so why not? Give me Missouri. I think that Sam – like I know the consensus that they quit against Samford, which I think is correct, to me is enough to inspire to be like, okay, let's we got to show something. I think Florida wins. I'm thinking Florida. What's the weather? Tell the, me. The high in Columbia on Saturday is warmer than it will be here on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's going to be 57 gonna be nice. here. Yeah. And it's going to be 58 in Columbia. Thanks, Al Gore. Yeah. <laughs> what a jerk. So you pick two? Florida? I pick Missouri. Pick Missouri. Oh, you pick I Missouri. 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 I wasn't I listening. Missouri. I pick Florida. Then you got uh, Arkansas, Alabama. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Alabama. Sorry. <laughs> it, listen, there was pointed out in solid verbal this week. Arkansas is going to have four regular season losses. Alabama. Georgia, Mississippi in a crazy game that they and could have won. And, and, and Auburn. Oh, Auburn. And yeah. Auburn. And like that's that, that's what more can you put? Remember, we talked to like how like they got Georgia. Eight and four? Eight Are and you four? kidding oh, me? That's like such a success. Um, I think this game's going to be really close. A I'd lot closer than you close. think. 
Alabama wins it, but Sam Pittman is earning his money. Yeah. Also, he tore his bicep lifting his dog up. Yeah. Bulldog. Of course it's a bulldog. Yeah, he has a bulldog. Uh, then we got uh, Charleston Southern at, at Georgia. He just want to spitball the score. Buccaneers. Yes. Uh, I mean, I don't think we need to now go ahead, Scott. Yeah, analyze give, give, it. I'm yeah, going to throw out a score. I do think Charleston Southern is going to score. What's the spread? 48. 48. I'm going to say, I don't I even know up. if this, this wins because I can't do the math like that, but I'm going to say 55 to 3. I'm going, that 40, a, that's a I'm going like 42 to 3. I feel like they, that does not win. I feel like I feel like they just... The fourth quarter is just running and running, running yeah. up the middle. Lots of lots of uh, uh, lots of running up the middle. Um, I will not. I will. I refuse to bet this game, uh, just because it is a massive spread. So let's see, forty-two, forty-five, and seven. Care the one. 52-6. Let's make it. 52-6. I'm really close to you. Yeah, you are. Right? I can do that math. And part, and, and part, of, part, of, my, part of my math is here is like, look, Georgia scored 60-something on Vanderbilt without trying. <laughs> yeah. And that game, I mean, it was a bunch to nothing in a hurry. And I think that's what we'll see this week. And mm-hmm. at some point, they can't stop your second, third stringers. You're just going to score points. You know what I'd like to see? Either a kick return or a punt return. That'd be you nice. Just never that. see It'd that. It'd be fun, yeah. yeah. It'd be fun. Yeah. And ever since Brandon Boykin or Isaiah McKenzie left, it's been a long time. It has been a long time. I'm not bet that. I'm not bet that. No, good prop bet. I, if I can get a good, if I can get some good odds on prop bet there, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably twenty five to one. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny. You talked about the um, what was the game where we had the safety where Dan Jackson just missed the touchdown? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, was it? That was the Kentucky? last home game, Missouri, Kentucky, Missouri, Missouri. So that game, turned out just a swing of that one play was. I had Georgia scoring a special teams or defensive touchdown, and also had Georgia covering the spread. Oh. So instead of two points, it would have yeah. been seven points, which would cover the spread and also a touchdown. So, wow. Which way you shouldn't bet against uh, bet on college, but, but on hey, sports. you know what are you going to do? Bad for you. It's, bad. it's bad, it's bad, it's bad for you. Yeah. So ahoy. So is cocaine. Ahoy. Uh, to so Tony yeah, yeah. So just so y'all know, I will be. Um, uh, we're going to the airport Friday night. We have an early flight Saturday. Fly to Miami. Uh, if we all test negative, we will get on the boat uh, just in time to stream the football game and start uh, drinking on the drink package on the plane on the boat. Freudian slip right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably drink on the plane too. Uh, Rotan, Honduras, uh, Belize, Costa Maya, and Cozumel. Wow. Be back in Miami on uh, uh, in the morning, uh, the Georgia Tech game. Regretfully, Georgia Tech sucks, uh, so that's a noon game, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to watch that game in the airport with a mask on in Fort Lauderdale. What are you gonna do? Uh, but looking forward to it, and please go and yell on my behalf at oh, Charleston yeah. Southern and Georgia Tech because it is worth it. Uh, I'm bummed about missing Georgia Tech. It'll be the first Georgia Tech game I've missed since uh, the Rick's last game. Oh, wow. And the only reason I missed that game is I couldn't find tickets. I was yeah. there. I was walking around the stadium. Literally couldn't find a ticket. Mm. So, wow. Well, uh, happy trails 
as Thank they you. say to people that go on boats. Yeah, happy trails. Uh, so, I'll have my flippy poppies and my smoke trunks. <laughs> so have a great trip, and we will we'll, we'll figure out our stuff uh, yeah. after this. It'll be but, the uh, Will and Scott special. Yeah, yeah, before Thanksgiving, which will be which which means it may be over the phone. Like who knows what's yeah. going on uh, during our Thanksgiving. But uh, on the whole, uh, have a safe trip. Have Thank a great you. time. And when you come back, uh, we will have an SEC preview, SEC championship game. Preview. We oh. will. And it's possible that I will send in a short blurb for you to I post. I would love that. If, uh, Please do. If I, if I get some, if I get nascent cell service or right. Wi-Fi somewhere uh, in, in the Caribbean. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then we're going to record on December 1st for the SEC preview. And then... And then go to basketball. We're going to yeah. go to basketball. Yeah. Georgia, Georgia Memphis. I went to yeah. the game last night. Yeah. Thank you, Will. Uh, Georgia we, beat South Carolina State. It was I mean I you know I'm it's like Georgia Tony, 500, above Tony 500. and Will referenced earlier that I've never picked against Georgia. I left that game like talking to Jack and Walker, like, my awesome. boys, like guys, they're they're really exciting. They were so <laughs> fun. Okendo yeah, yeah. and Cook yeah. and you're Bridges. talking like Daniel Stern at the start yeah. of uh, Major League. I, I mean, th- but yeah, I mean to to be fair. Uh, uh, K- Kario Akindo had the number three um, on the, know, the Sports top Center top yeah. ten. On, he had a windmill dunk. It looked like Dominique out there, and then uh, Aaron Cook had like two dunks. Cook is good. It was Dunk City last. Night. It was like Florida Gulf Coast, uh, Andy Edfield type we'll, team. We'll see but, how uh, they do against Virginia. But yeah, they won by like fourteen or sixteen. Yeah. They 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 played okay. But um, all right, well, Tony, safe trip, Thank safe you. travels, and uh, we'll uh, everyone enjoy the game this weekend. And hey, uh, as for now, everyone. Go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. That uh, does it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter, and you should follow us on Twitter at WSLS Podcast. We're also on Instagram. That's another favorite social media platform of ours. We're on Facebook, but we never post to it. I, th- I think sometimes these uh, episodes are automatically posted, to it, but I digress. Make sure to stop by uh, El Barrio, the Root and the Pine Bar, uh, our, and thank our podcast sponsors. And we'll see you on campus this weekend. Tony won't see you, but Will and I will see you on campus this weekend. And as always, go dogs! How's that? Is that pretty good? You did all right. I'll fade this out now. It's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Fade to black. There we go. And we're out.